All right. This is Parable. Um, I am here with my good friend, Alex Maximov. He uh, works here in Vancouver for a great company. Yeah. Um, But what he's passionate about is apologetics. Yes, sir. And the study of theology, a few other things. Yeah. I'm sure you're passionate about. You have a son. I love my wife. Yeah. (laughs) You love your wife. That's, That's always good to love your wife. Yeah. Uh, I think that's family. That's that should be important. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably a little bit, maybe above apologetics. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it would never come down to that. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, well, I'm glad to be on, man. I I love what you guys are doing. Like this, uh, this platform of conversation uh, in a time where like conversation is so hard to be had is uh, so vital. I think so. I'm I'm honored to be here. Legit, I love it. Um, so I mean like one reason why I really like talking with you is you like to be methodical about it. You like to dig into it. Um, I think the premise of today, what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about, um, apologetics. Um, and I think the first step when it comes to apologetics is, um, first off, like, what is it? And then second is let's look at Jesus and let's Mm. see how apologetics applies to his walk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Without getting too technical in the definition, um, apologetics, the way I see it is it's like a, um, it's a tool to go on our tool belt for evangelism and really for just Christian discipleship as we share, uh, Mm -hmm. share God and share what we believe with those who disagree or, um, almost disagree. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and so like, yeah, um, to answer your question, that's basically what I see apologetics being. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like, it's like, we've kind of narrowed the definition down so that we know what we're talking about when we're getting technical, but really it's just a part of evangelism. And honestly, I think every Christian, um, is called to it biblically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, Jesus being, you know, the primary, yeah, uh, I think it's important to look, yeah. look at Jesus. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause we can look at like Paul, we can look at Peter, we can look at yeah. Ravi Zacharias, yeah. the late Ravi Zacharias. Yeah. If we want to be great examples, specific, great examples. Yeah. Um, but what's most important I think is, analyzing the life of Jesus mm-hmm. and saying, what did he do right? Because at the end of the day, he, <laughs> he's, he's our epitome. He's the person that we're looking yeah. at. He's the main goal. It's to live like Jesus. So um, you can't talk about apologetics and exclude Jesus from mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can't. Um, so the thing about Jesus is uh, everything he did was right. And he basically um, exemplified what it means to be a living example of love. Like if we're going to do, and this is skipping ahead a little bit, but if we do apologetics, like it has to center um, in love. Like Mm -hmm. if you do it any other way, you're not doing it right. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's just go straight into like Jesus. Um, One thing that captivates me about Jesus is he asks questions. Mm -hmm. And so one of the bigger picture items that I wanted to talk about was, um, I'll just direct this towards myself. When I'm talking to someone who's a believer, -believer, non-believer, am I asking questions? Oh, do I want to know what they think? Because typically in business and life, you'll never know what the problem is or like the disagreement Mm -hmm. or the reason for a lack of belief until you ask a question and find out. That's the only way to know. Yeah. Otherwise we're in a, we're in an (laughs) assumptive process of always trying to guess. And then we come across as like pretentious, overbearing, Mm -hmm. rude. Yeah. All the things that people don't like. Yeah. Dude, I so agree. This is why I love talking to you too, because like, um, I do get kind of methodical sometimes and you word things in a way that's like, 
helps me connect things. It's awesome. But like, you're absolutely right. Like if we don't ask questions to understand and to get to know the person that we're actually evangelizing to or doing apologetics, um, gosh, uh, yeah, you will come across arrogant or you will come across as someone who doesn't care. And maybe Mm -hmm. you don't, if you're not asking questions, maybe you actually don't care. Maybe you care about like, you know, scoring the check mark, you know, your points for, you know, I shared the gospel with this many people, but like, yeah, like, you know, the way that Jesus asked questions, Mm -hmm. um, it's profound. He asked the questions of people, um, in order to open them up within what they were assuming, like the stuff that they were bringing, like if they were to ask him a question, oftentimes he would refer back to them with another question. And it, I don't think it was to be a, I don't think it was like a, to be like a hard debate topic or something yeah. like that. it was just literally like like why are you asking me this what do you mean mm-hmm. by that i think almost um the question itself can be spiritual but it's also an art right mm-hmm. i think a great picture of a question that has power is when jesus was at the well and mm-hmm. the the woman who had multiple wives mm-hmm. came and he was like um i think he said are you married right yeah yeah and yeah, and it's like, and he knew, right? Because she's like, um, he's like, bring your husband. And oh yeah, she, and she's husband, like, right. And she's like, I don't have a husband. And Jesus yeah. is like, you're right. In fact, the guy you're living with right now isn't your husband. It's it's your like he's fifth like, or sixth, right? Yeah, he's like, you've had like seven. like. <laughs> but like, and the thing is like- Seven he, is not a good number in yeah, this well, situation. Well, the reason he did all of that was yeah. literally to be like, look, like come and drink. Like he's like, if you're like, there's a time coming where like- you know, like worshipers will worship God in spirit and in truth, not on this mountain or that yeah. mountain. Like, and like, you're looking at like the living well, come mm-hmm. and drink. Like he's like, bring your, basically saying, go bring your husband, like bring your baggage, like bring who you are because I see it. Yeah. And I don't think he was, uh, I mean, it definitely, the goal of it was not to like ostracize the person. Yeah, no, not at all. Feel uncomfortable. He, he shouldn't have even been talking to her by Jewish standards. Yeah. Well, immediately yeah. following, he said, come drink yeah. a tar- like a living water that will yeah. last you forever. You'll, you'll never, never thirst. You'll again. never thirst again. Yeah. So, you know, he, he questioned without her even knowing mm-hmm. like her position in life, what she believed. And he offered an alternative solution yeah. to her current problem Ooh. because the woman felt ostracized. Yeah, because that's good. The reason she came out during the day was yeah. because everybody else would go at night. So she has to yeah. go during the time where, nobody goes yeah. because she was ostracized from community. That, that's who she, that's who she saw herself mm-hmm. as. And yeah. like, yeah, Ooh, that's good. That's and, good. and most people, I mean, myself included before I was saved and even when I was saved mm-hmm. feeling excluded mm-hmm. from society is a very normal thing. It's almost normalized in culture. Like that, um, like it's normal to sometimes feel alone, which is why we have antidepressants medication for that. Mm-hmm. We have groups for that. Um, so many tools to just help with like separation from people. Yeah. Yeah. And so he provided an alternative with that, right? Like you don't have to be alone anymore. You can drink my water and you can be with me or, yeah, you know, so when it comes to apologetics, when it comes to evangelism, I think it's important to provide a, he didn't push it. He presented an option. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important to present options. Yeah. Rather than just lay it down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ultimately in presenting options, what we are like, we can't, we can't shy away from like, there's grace and truth and we got to have both. Right. So like when we're presenting options, we, we are technically presenting the option of saying, we're saying, look, 
we like if i'm talking to someone like you mm-hmm. have a way that you view the world i don't care what it is like it yeah. could be atheist it could be buddhist it could be taoist i don't care you have a way that you view the world i mean i care but you know what i mean well you have to care because yeah. you won't know actually how yeah. to have the conversation yeah. with them i meant like i don't care like um well what i think that's is. one of the like, issues is we don't yeah. care and so we're yeah. not actually taking into account the fact that they're Buddhist or yeah. maybe they're monotheistic yeah. or... Oh, I, meant, they, I didn't mean like, I don't care what you are. No, I'm no. saying like nah, for, for the I application. Just think it, yeah. I think it draws in a point of like yeah. our attitudes towards people. Yeah, we should. We actually don't care if like they believe in multiple gods or mm-hmm. one God or what type of God or if yeah. they don't believe in anything. Yeah. And that should ultimately direct our approach towards how we communicate to them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, there's a whole version of... Um, there's a whole version of apologetics that is presuppositional, uh, which I respect a lot. Like I know people who are very educated, very smart, very, they love the Lord, uh, but their approach is presuppositional, meaning that they actually don't need to know what you believe. They, they believe that if I present scripture, the word of God will eventually convict. Um, I'm not in that camp, even though I respect it. I'm just not in that camp. I become a presuppositionalist when you and I have already accomp- uh, uh, like agreed that the Bible is the word of God. But, um, sure. What, yeah. what I'm, so what I'm getting at with like, you know, when you're talking to people and you're presenting an option, ultimately what you're saying, if you're, if you're a Christian and you're doing apologetics, ultimately what you're saying is your worldview and you're not going to say it this way, but your, and you might, your worldview, um, and my worldview cannot both exist and both be true. Either you're wrong or I'm wrong or both of us are wrong, but mm-hmm. both of us cannot be right if there's a contradiction logically. Right. So I'm presenting the option that I think is the best description of reality as we know it. So or as we don't know it, like I'm saying that my option is more accurate, a representation of reality than the other option. That's basically what apologetics is. Mm -hmm. And so like and Jesus was like this, too. He was very exclusive. Like he's like he's, he's saying that he's the only way to God. That means something. That means that like now whatever way you thought there was, Jesus is saying it's wrong. And so we have to deal with that. Like we have to approach mm-hmm. it head on and be like, either Jesus is wrong or he's right. He can't be both. Mm-hmm. I think it's also important to address like, are we creating value for people? Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's a number one question for myself in any relationship is, you know, do I create value for Alex? Does he need to create value for me? No. But mm-hmm. as a believer, am I creating ultimately like, you know, a positive value, not a negative one, but yeah. something that adds to your life, right? Yeah. That should be the motivation, the goal for every single person, saved, unsaved. The goal is to ultimately win people over mm-hmm. with ourselves, right? In the same way, they, in the same way that Jesus won people over, yeah, we want to win people over too with our life, yeah, right? Because to this day, Jesus's life, which is depicted through multiple areas in the Bible, is his life. Mm-hmm. It's that story that convicts us that motivates us that directs us um and so how are we creating value for people Mm -hmm. i know for for you when you're um practicing apologetics or even just having relationship or i think they're intertwined Mm -hmm. right like one it's just you've intertwined it into your life and i think that's a place we want to take it but how do you how are you creating value for people yeah every day yeah i love this question so um just the word apologetic is basically apologetics is to give a defense for what we believe. Mm-hmm. So like when, when I'm doing apologetics, um, you, your, your life, oftentimes someone said your life is the only Bible that, that some people will ever mm-hmm. read. So your life is actually like the first apologetic before you ever open your mouth. But 
we are commanded to give an actual defense when people ask us for the hope that's within us, uh, with gentleness mm-hmm. and respect, of course. And so, you, you, the, uh, seasoned with grace, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. And another part, yeah, it says, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, be ready to make the most of every opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, um, yeah, you your life itself is an apologetic, like Jesus's life. Today, I can use this as an apologetic because I can say, like, oftentimes, like one example, just a quick example. A lot of times people will say, like, the reason I'm not a Christian is because, like, look at what the church has done. And sometimes they're talking about the Catholic Church and the Crusades or they're talking about their local church and the scandal that their pastor was caught in. Whatever it is, oftentimes people don't want to be Christian because they claim that Christians are hypocrites. But that is when you can address their attention to the life of Jesus and say, I agree with you. Like a lot of people are hypocrites. Um, I'm sure there were times where I was too. And there might have been times where you were too. But what? let's look at the life of Jesus. Like this is like Jesus's life is an apologetic. Like what do you find in him that is wrong? Right? Like you can, re- you can readdress like Christianity is not how people represent it with their lives. Um, although, although they're supposed to. But when people fail, then... Christianity is what Jesus represented mm-hmm. first and foremost. And so if someone's going to have a problem with Christianity, they have to have a problem with Jesus first. And that's a hard thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Cause most people can't actually, they actually, most people find Jesus very attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they're not Christian, they'll just, they'll just be like, huh, this, this, I want to say something some- that like they can, someone can disagree with your faith, but they can't reject you if they actually like you. Right. Yeah. They yeah. actually think you're a good person. And so the biggest point is that's mm-hmm. an open doorway. That's an open uh, avenue for a relationship mm-hmm. with someone is if somebody actually likes you, mm-hmm. right? Because people like Jesus. Yeah. Believers, non-believers. Yeah. Up until they wanted to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> up until, uh, up until it starts to change your life, you know, yeah. then things start to, it starts to rattle the cage a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But ultimately, right, we're called to win people, influence people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, people need to know that yeah. we care mm-hmm. before they know. Absolutely, what we know. there's yeah. a big deficit in culture in this in the in the way of no one's listening. Oh, right. Yeah, I think so. In the way that, like, it goes both sides, right? Like, the Christians don't listen to the secularists. They yeah. don't. You know, there's like a big disconnect. Like. I think what creates a lot of value is when you start to listen to people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that comes uh, rooted from love, like, like, um, a good practice to, to do like practically, like before sharing the gospel would be to just check your heart and be like, Lord, let me know, like, can you give me love for this person? Like, I want to care for this person. Like Mm -hmm. when you said, how do you bring value to people? Like, you know, obviously the greatest value that we could be a part of bringing to people is introducing them to the gospel and introducing them to God. Yeah, that's the most valuable thing they're ever going to possess in their life. Um, but on top of that, like we bring value to people by you, like what you just said, like they think we're a good person. They like they actually like us for us. And then eventually, like I've had friends who were, like pulled me aside and they're like, Alex, like I never thought that like the Christian lifestyle could actually like not be boring. Like, mm-hmm. thank you for showing me this. I wasn't like intentionally monitoring, mentoring them, you know, like I'm just hanging out and like the way that we that we treat people like without us even knowing it and both negatively and positively affects them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, one, one thing I want to get to is how do we lead a conversation? So I'm going to just throw a little exercise out there. My name is James. Okay, James. (laughs) And, uh, I just don't believe in God. 
Yeah. But I respect you. Okay. You're a cool guy. Thanks, man. But like what you believe is kind of weird, bro. Yeah. Um, I could, yeah. I mean, I grew up in church. Like my parents forced me to go to church, but like, um, yeah, not for me. Yeah. I just kind of did it to make my parents happy. Uh, but like, I live a good life. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Unscripted, Bro, I laughing? like it. Why are, you la- why are you laughing at me? No, no. Okay, okay. Back, back in character. All right, James. Man, well, it's good to meet you. I'm glad that you, you know, you have that, um, you you have that respect and um, and that you're honest about that. That takes a lot of courage. Uh, I, I just want to Thanks, know, bro. like, why do you why do you reject Christianity as a? I, I know it's a little weird from the side, but like, um, is there is is there like a reason there, or is it kind of cumulative? Well, I mean, bro, it's just like, there's not really a reason to, um, I mean, Christians are bad people, man. Like mm. I, I've never met a good one. Oh, I mean, you're a cool guy. <laughs> I was going to say that's like, funny, <laughs> but it's like, bro, no one's ever talked to me about anything. Like it just, yeah. 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 I mean, I've met a lot of good atheists, uh, some atheists better than the Christians that I know. Like you're a cool guy. It's cause they don't have religion, bro. But, <laughs> but I would never judge uh, a worldview based on its abuse. Think, think about it this way. If I'm in high school and my algebra teacher come, comes inside the class and he, you know, he tells me that two plus two is five. Um, he's wrong. We're like both going to sit there and, you know, be like, this is funny. Like he's wrong. Um, but that doesn't mean that math is wrong. That means that this person misrepresented math in my class. And so I, I would urge you to, you know, like, don't let, don't let people who represent something ruin it for you. That would be like me, uh, you know, meeting, uh, you know, meeting uh, Hitler, Mussolini uh, and Stalin and being like, oh, this is what represents atheism. Atheism is evil. That would be wrong, right? I would, you'd say like, that's not how you do it. And I would be wrong if I did that, right? If I thought that you were, you know, the same as the rest of the atheists or I thought this is what atheism is. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think we got to like, figure out what the ideology itself represents and, and then we can draw our judgment which is mm-hmm. fine it's fine I, I mean if you want to go on this journey with me let's do it like um we can go step by step for as long as you need we can go through everything you you don't like about christianity and then i can ask you some questions and see that was really good right yeah that was good that was totally off script so I that was off guard. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of came out of nowhere. I so like it. you came out swinging. That was good. You didn't expect that. I, uh, yeah. I was kind of <laughs> like, oh man, I hope, I hope, I hope this goes well. Cause <laughs> I'm not trying to record this a second time. No, right? no, that was, so, that was fine. Um, yeah. you did good. I think that was really, see the thing that Alex did was he, he asked questions and what he did was he actually gave me power in the situation and said like, Hey, um, why don't you ask me what you disagree with and we can walk through it and like you can ask the questions and I'll have an open open book and account for everything that you say yeah. and then maybe I can ask you some questions and I, I mean what I thought you did you made a very neutral ground you didn't like uh, like supersede yourself put yourself above somebody yeah um, so I feel like James would have Appreciate that. Appreciated that. <laughs> I mean, obviously there's some bias in the fact that like I asked the question because Yeah. So I I was definitely trying to be as uh obviously not trying to put anybody in a box and define somebody yeah. um by that impression. So Yeah. Um but as far as like 
leading conversations, right? Mm-hmm. How do we want to lead yeah. them in a healthy way, right? Like, how do we not be toxic? And mm-hmm. what are some things we can do when talking? Because this applies to not only just like sharing the gospel or yeah. sharing our beliefs, um, but this is just normal life is mm-hmm. having conversations with people. You can't escape it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, asking the right questions matters. Like, um, you, oftentimes you lead a conversation by by being the one who asks the questions. That's You're not always going to get the opportunity to do that. Um, but the question, asking questions actually does a few things. One, it actually helps you to understand the person you're talking to. Two, it helps the person that you're talking to think through what it is they believe. Because oftentimes um, people haven't actually thought through their objections to Christianity or to whatever. Like they, they'll, they haven't thought through it to the point where they have to, they've never had to defend it because they've never been on the defense. They've only been on the attack. And so asking the question, like, I don't like Christianity, I'm, I'm curious, like, what is, is there something specifically about that? And all of a sudden the person has to pinpoint something or say, I don't know, you know? So A, it, you know, it, it um, gives you information about the person, lets you know more about what, where they're coming from. Uh, two, it opens them up to have to think through things. And then three, and finally, asking the question actually uh, helps steer the conversation, and helps the person feel like they're heard while you're steering the conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's not, these aren't like, these aren't like sneaky tricks. Like these, this is just something to help guide us in these conversations mm-hmm. where we can actually be fruitful and productive. Yeah. Yeah. We have to get to a place where we're never trying to trick somebody. Yeah. Or yeah. fool somebody. Or like, gotcha. Yeah. If the goal is a gotcha, then we're going to miss yeah. the point. We're going to miss a really good opportunity to have an impact on someone's yeah. life. Yeah. Um, we've really got to believe in like the power of relationship. Yeah. Um, I mean like, for Jesus, he walked with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, his disciples for three years, right? Mm-hmm. So there was a, a big emphasis on relationship yeah. and he hadn't died on the cross for their sins yet, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, and, and they weren't perfect people. Yeah. They did great works. I, I love them. Um, and so we don't want to like miss miss the point, like that mm-hmm. we have a really good opportunity to ask questions and yeah. have a relationship. And I was having a conversation with somebody a few, maybe like a week ago. Um, I was selling something, um, some old, some old gear, and uh, uh, someone talked to me, and they were Muslim. And if they ever listen to this, I just want to honor them. Like, really cool guy. And um, we were talking for a little bit, and obviously, like me being a Christian, like it's gonna come out. Like, there's no way of avoiding it. Like, talk to me long enough, you'll find out about it, right? Mm-hmm. I can only be like so cordial for so long. Mm-hmm. And um, basically he was like, after like 30 minutes of talking, he's like, so what's the deal? And I'm like, what do you mean? What's the deal? He's like, you're talking to me. I'm walking around. And this was in the parking lot of the church. And I didn't <laughs> tell him I was a Christian. I didn't tell him anything. He's like, what's the deal? I see what you guys got going on here. Uh, I, I know what you might be trying to do. I just want to let you know, don't do it. I'm a Muslim. <laughs> Don't try to convert me. And we had a conversation and I didn't want to push anything on him because I think it's important that we understand where someone comes from. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, he's Muslim. And so he's very aggressive. He's not aggressive towards Jesus. He's just aggressive towards religion because Mm -hmm. he's had a tendency or there's been a trend that Christians have come into his life and tried to convert him. It's very obvious by what he said, right? Like, don't try to convert me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, yeah, I would never try to just convert you. That seems honestly for me that felt weird. Mm -hmm. And, um, and we kept talking and he was just like, well, if we were to be friends, right? Because ultimately my, my goal is to 
um, create value for people, love people, and want them to be my friend, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's the goal is for people to be my friend, do life with them. And I don't care if they believe or they don't believe mm-hmm. because I know my source. And so it came to the point in the conversation where he's like, cool, I'll be your friend. We can chill. We can hang out. Just don't convert me. But if for whatever reason we're hanging out and eventually I'm just like, I like this guy. I like what he believes. I might change. Then it's okay. But don't ever try to convert me. But if I change because of our relationship, sweet. (laughs) Yeah. And he's, he's Muslim. He's going to school to be a doctor, really smart guy. Um, And I thought that was a very healthy conversation because I wasn't trying to force any concepts, ideas on him, but um, like naturally the conversation led to that. And Mm -hmm. it's important that in those moments, like people don't want to be like, ultimately I, if I came to you and I was trying to convert you to Hinduism, you're like, it's like kind of uncomfortable. Like my motivation is to convert. Yeah. Yeah. It sends a weird like vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know exactly what that feels like because I, I used to have Mormons over every week. And I would invite, I, they would keep coming back because I'd keep inviting them and schedule appointments with them and Jehovah's Witnesses and all of that. So I know exactly <laughs> what the other when side of this? that feels like. Huh? When was this? Oh, it was uh, maybe about a year ago. It went, or maybe even a little more. It went on for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it, w- it was, it went really well. But yeah, so I know what that feels like because they're there to convert us. And the cool thing about, um, the cool thing about like knowing that off the bat kind of took the elephant out of the room. So like the, like basically, um, I'll just, I'll just kind of share how that went. Like they, they show up and they're talking and they're, they're, you know, telling me about, you know, their faith and all of that. And I'm, I just, I hear them out. And, you know, a lot, a lot of times we're still on the doorstep when I, when I say this, but like oftentimes I'll, I'll just say, you know, guys, like, I like, I respect what you're doing. I think that if you actually believe what you believe, you should care that other people know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, honestly, guys, like, like um, I have respect for, for the fact that you are doing this. Um, I think you're wrong and I'm a Protestant. I don't believe what you believe, but man, I think we should both be after the truth. Mm-hmm. And like, if you, if you are willing, I would love to invite you guys in and next week and the week after that, bring me things, uh, bring me your literature, bring me your videos. I want to know what you believe deeper. I want to understand what you believe. And then maybe we can talk about what I believe too. And we can combine uh, ideas and, you know, connect on that level and just kind of see, um, you know, where we land here and there. Mm-hmm. And what are they going to say? No, like <laughs> oh, for sure. most people, when you give them an opportunity like that, they're going to take it. Yeah. Because they're like, Oh, this guy's actually interested. And here's the thing. Like, it's not a game. Like I am interested. You know what? If I'm wrong about Christianity, I want to know it's going to be painful, but I want to know. I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm wrong because of um, my past and what I've, what I've been through in terms of not always being a Christian. There's um, a dog here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the elephant in the room. In this case, it's a dog. In it's the a room. dog in the room. <laughs> so I think that's actually a really good point to leave it off at. Um, so this is going to be a multi-series. Yeah. And um, so we're just going to wrap it up on that part where just like leave the relationship open-ended. Mm-hmm. And like leave an opportunity for that relation to continue. Be honest about it. Yeah, yeah. Beyond just like a brief moment, like we have that opportunity. Yeah. So that's the really Ask cool the right part. Questions. Mm-hmm. And so if people have questions, if people have thoughts, then they can simply just uh, DM me on the Instagram and we can bring this up in the next episode or the episode after that, depending on where we're at. Mm-hmm. And we can kind of go from there. Okay. So 
we're actually going to record another one right after this <laughs> and maybe go into some other points. But thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for coming on, Alex. Yeah, thanks for having me. I think that's a really good place. Was there anything else that you wanted to touch on? Because um, that was... I mean, we pretty much pretty much wrapped a lot of it up. Um, besides asking the right questions, actually, one more thing, if, if I could. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, if I have for like 30 it. seconds. Um, there, there's, also, there's also this idea that we have to be the ones that defend our position all the time. Christians forget that they're actually the big dog in the yard. And we don't have to be the ones that are the little dogs barking. Like, if someone makes an assertion, if someone says, I think Christianity is stupid... Uh, whoever makes the assertion generally is supposed to defend that assertion. So mm-hmm. don't, when you ask your right questions, ask them why they think that. Yeah. That's all. Awesome, bro. Yeah. Love it. Thank you so right. much. Thanks guys. Thanks guys. <laughs> Bye.